that's hard. Business running a business and anyone who has started a business or started a side hustle under the delusion that it is yeah. something you can do. I think it's an the hour illusion, to hear. It's a delusion. delusion. It's yeah. the illusion. Illusion. I totally get that. Yep. And that's the right word. Because it's not delusional because it's not unobtainable, but it is definitely the illusion and the lusters. Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, welcome back to another week here of the quarantine version of the Girl Means Business podcast. Honestly, not a whole lot's changed when it comes to the podcast because I'm still recording from home. However, having to bribe my children to stay quiet while I do it. But I hope you're all doing well. I know that this is a really stressful time. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that nobody's really immune from the stress of this all. In fact, we're all dealing with it in different ways and Hopefully you are finding ways to get outdoors, get some fresh air, be able to chat with family and friends online or through FaceTime and just have those moments where you feel like some semblance of normalcy again. And speaking of normalcy, I want to get back to our original Mom Boss series that I had planned on airing in March. And we're now, we've pushed it back a couple weeks, but I'm ready to dive into it. And we're starting off with a woman who has an incredible, incredible story. And all of us right now are facing sort of this tumultuous time in our lives where we don't know what to expect. We don't know what's going to happen next. We're getting thrown curveballs left and right. And my guest today, Barbara Majeski, is no stranger to that whatsoever. She has been through so much in her life, and she is now using it to help other women. So you might recognize her from her appearances on the Today Show, but her personal story and journey is one of inspiration and determination and can be an inspiration for all of us right now. She's no stranger to hard work, dedication, and living out your purpose in life. When she was a young child, she made a promise to her younger brother who has special needs that she would always take care of him no matter what. And relying on that promise, she put herself through college launched a successful sales business, and became a wife and mother of three. But that's where her journey takes a turn. She goes in a completely different direction when she was diagnosed with stage three cancer and her marriage suddenly fell apart. Armed with unwavering tenacity and to not have her legacy left this way, Barbara beat cancer and has emerged stronger while also reinventing herself and launching a second all-new career in media. She's the host of the Bearing It All podcast and is regularly featured on the Today Show, Inside Edition, and Fox and Friends. And she's just an incredible, incredible woman. I am super excited for you to hear our conversation. So let's not wait any longer. Let's jump into my conversation with Barbara Majeski. All right, guys. Barbara is here with us today on the Girl Means Business podcast. Hi, Barbara. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to chat with you today. So let's start with telling us a little bit about who you are, your story, and how you got to where you are today. Okay, great. Um, I'll take you back to a fun part of a fun family fact, which is I am a twin 
I have younger twin brothers. Oh wow! And um, I come from a, a mother who is one of triplets. So oh my I goodness! Am, uh, <laughs> people always find that interesting. Although you know, twins and triplets are much more common these days. Um, but yeah, there's there's many of us out there. Um, you know, I grew up in Princeton, New Jersey, uh, with one of, you know, four, I have three brothers. I have a special needs brother actually. Uh, um, and he's been a big driving force in what has always helped me overcome adversity and kind of break through plateaus when I've been starting my own businesses and pursuing my own dreams and enterprises. He's always been a real, um, catalyst and, and motivation to persevere through adversity and plateaus. So um, I always like kind of rolling him up into the conversations um, because I think we all have purpose and he's been my purpose. Um, yeah. So uh, my brother with special needs is not my twin brother. Um, my twin brother's a lawyer. My, I the, in the younger set, Michael and Steven, Steven is the one uh, with fragile X. Um, so yeah, um, and just, uh, you know, that's basically my kind of personal life. I have three kids now. I'm going through a divorce. Um, in my 20s, I ran a successful sales company. Um, I was in an independent sales, um, sales, you know, a staffer, for lack of a better word. Um, you know, and it was in one of those kind of multi-level network marketing. People had this kind of like, oh, that's so shady. And what are you doing? And I was always like, well, I don't think I'm doing anything shady. I'm working for telecom and selling telecommunications for AT&T and I'm working on commission. And I knew it wasn't. People had this outward perception. And I had this internal like instinct that I was like, yeah, nothing about this is shady. And then when it is shady, then I'm out of here. But for now, all I see is the opportunity to make my own money based on how hard I'm working. And thank God for that instinct because I was spot on. And I ultimately built a really great sales company that is still thriving today. Um, and I'm really, really proud of it. I learned so much from sales that I still apply in my, in my day-to-day. And as I'm rebuilding a second act in television, I really draw upon all the things I learned going door-to-door and selling telecom. So I ran a successful business. I um, actually had made myself such a significant amount of money that I was able to retire before my, well, not before, but around 30, wow. um, 30 years old. Yeah. And um, became a stay-at-home mom. So I was a stay-at-home mom for 15 years. Um, caught my husband not wanting to be a husband anymore and we'll leave it there. Um, (laughs) and, uh, my marriage completely tanked in 2015. Uh, when I say I was heartbroken, that word is not significant enough, um, to understand how devastated I was. Um, I had three young kids. Um, and as I started to kind of, kind of, you know, figure out my next new normal, I got handed a stage three cancer diagnosis. So I kept thinking, like, as I'm going through this, you know, the the, uh, evaluation, like, well, you know, this can't be an advanced stage of cancer. It can be a cancer light or a cancer little or a diet cancer or a no cancer, (laughs) but it can't be cancer cancer because I am not in the place to handle cancer cancer. Uh, Turns out it was cancer cancer, stage three cancer cancer. And um, I had to go through surgery and chemo 
while I was going through marriage therapy, I was going through chemotherapy. Um, so um, I, it was literally, I don't even know in retrospect what I was, I mean, he would drive me there. I couldn't even drive a car. My eyes were crossing. I wanted to throw up all over the place. I was so sick in chemo. But anyway, I thought it was, you know, I wanted to do my due diligence to make sure, you know, before I left the marriage that it was really just unsalvageable. Um, so I, um, yeah, so I was going through cancer treatments and I'll just tell you what led me to put myself on TV. And now, you know, I don't know if your audience knows who I am, but now they do, you know, um, I do lifestyle and entertainment on, um, I'm a lifestyle on air contributor for the Today Show, Fox and Friends, Good More, Good Day New York, uh, Inside New Day. Whoever calls me, I'm like, I'm in, I'm doing it. But I was in my cancer treatment that I had this kind of breakthrough and this really, really grounding recognition that we all have our, we're, I was really confronted with my own mortality. It was not, it wasn't cancer that was going to kill me. That chemo was taking me down. And I consider myself a very hardy woman. Um, I wouldn't say I look very hardy cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I say I'm five, three, but that's kind of not legit. <laughs> uh, may, I might be a little shy of the three, but I'm going to go. So I'm not, a, you know, but I'm a, in my mind, in my estimation, I find myself very hardy, um, in mind and spirit. Um, and chemo was, chemo was not working for me. I, it was very hard on me. Um, and I was very thin and very sick. And I just thought I, you know, I was about four months into a six month, um, incarceration and I just didn't think I was going to make it. And I thought if my story ends today, how am I going to be, how are my kids going to know who I was? What are they going to say about me? Wow. What is the story? And I kind of just reflected on all these things like, well, you know, my kids will, you know, I hope my kids know that I put myself through college and I hope my kids know that I started a business and I hope my kids know how important it is to look out for the most vulnerable members of society because they have nobody else to speak. You know, they cannot take care of themselves. And how do you take care of them? Like I had all these kind of rollback, like, okay, here's my tape because my tape ends here. And when somebody needs to replay it, what does it look like? What is it? What are they going to know about this Barbara Majeski person that died at 40? I was 42 at the time. And in that moment, I was like, well, you know, I was really proud of putting myself through college and starting a business and um, doing this philanthropy work for children with special needs. And I just was really proud of like all these things. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I always did these things because I wanted to take care of my brother, Stephen, because if I didn't put myself through college, he could be institutionalized because I wouldn't have the wherewithal to take care of him financially. So I had to finish college and I had to work very hard to, to finance that. And then when I went looking for a job, I couldn't just take a job. I couldn't make $30,000 a year and then also take care of a, another human being that needed me to really provide for him. I was like, I can't get paid. I have to actually find something where I make, make my own personal wealth. Mind you, I was in debt at this time at this. And I was like, well, let me go find some opportunities out there where I can work on commission like a lunatic. And I found it. And, you know, when everyone else was quitting and telling me how shady this was and how stupid it was and I should take a real job, 
I thought I can't take a real job. If I take a real job, I can't support my brother, Stephen. And so that real job turned into a really great financially financial windfall for me. And um, it's really, I wanted them to know, you know, thank God. So I kept saying through anyway, long story short, through this experience of really going through my, what my legacy was going to look like, I was so convinced oh my God, look at me. I'm so altruistic, taking care of Steven and making sure Steven's taken care of. And it was in that moment that I had a very humbling recognition of the true reality of my life. And what it was, it was never me taking care of Steven as much as it was Steven taking care of me. Mm. Steven gave me rise to my greatest accomplishments, my, you know, everything, that I had ever done was because I wanted to take care of him. And he gave me the greatest gift you can ever be given. And that is the gift of purpose. So when I had this kind of clarity and I was really in a moment of, we, you know, I was not well, I said to the universe, I said, all right, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got what you were trying to get me to get to. I'm here now. Mr. Universe, Mr. Whoever in charge, Mrs. Whoever in charge, whatever you are, give me another shot. Get me out of this chemo. Get me out of this cancer. Get me to the other side of all this. And I will do what I am supposed to be doing in this lifetime. And that's where you're meeting me today. I made it through cancer. I ending my marriage and I'm going big. I am looking to use my voice and any platform out there to talk about purpose, to talk about finding your own why in life, why and what you were meant to be doing, because we've all been gifted purpose. All of us, every single one of us has been gifted purpose. We just need somebody, something, some moment, some transformative experience sometimes, or sometimes we all know it, but sometimes we just need a moment of clarity to say, this is what I was, I am supposed to do. And this is what you and I are doing right now. And what I'm doing with television, what I'm constantly striving for is to live out my why, to live out my purpose and my purpose is not just to give a voice to my brother, Stephen and make sure that he has a life and he is taken care of, but to give a voice to all those that can't speak for themselves, to encourage everybody that has a voice and has ability to do something in the world, in the, in the human experience, to implore them to look at that. It's just the this, the strangest thing in our life experience is that the true calling of purpose can sometimes be hidden in some of your most challenging life circumstances. The, some of the most difficult things you've been through were actually given to you not to break you, but to build you and give you an alignment with humanity. So that's where you're finding me today. Um, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Um, I like everything you were saying, like, it's so inspiring. And I know that when you're in the thick of it, like in those moments where you were going through chemo and dealing with your marriage and trying to be a mom and all these things, like you probably didn't 
you couldn't see like where you are now, but I love that moment of that clarity of this is my purpose. And I think that's something that with this podcast, I'm trying to help other women find is like, we all have a purpose and it may not be this something, this huge, you know, like you're trying to give your brother a voice and everyone like him a voice. And that's so selfless and so caring for other people. But for some women, it could be something as simple as my purpose is to, you know, provide for my family or to help other families in need or help other people in the world a different way. And that when you have that moment, cause I've had that moment of like, this is what I'm meant to be doing in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. It's completely life-changing and it's incredible. It's yeah. It's, it's transformative. There's yeah. no question about it. And, you know, I always look to encourage women to, you know, live outside their comfort zones, try new things, you know, ask themselves, why are they afraid? Why are they stopping themselves? What is saying them? What is in their, what's between their ears that's saying that they're not worthy or they, they're afraid. Like it's okay to fail and it's okay. It's okay. Is it, and you know what it's okay? You know, I humiliate myself all the time. I make mistakes all the time. Oh my God. Like the stories of me just being such a smacked ass or just, they, listen, I could write a book. I'm the smacked assery of Barbara Majeski. But you know, listen, I, it's part of my, it's part of life. Like you're just not going to, I don't know. Um, yeah. I just hope that through, you know, my own story and maybe people having that moment of like, yeah, life is short. It's such a cliche and we just throw it around and da da da. And I get it. But unfortunately for me and fortunately for so many other people, we have to have our mortality stuck in our face. Like literally like you don't get forever. I don't know who you think you are that you think you're going to. We don't have forever. We have today. We have tomorrow. How do we make the best of it? How do we... How do we feed our soul and our spirit? How do we live happy? And what is really abundance? And listen, I'm not some guru and I'm not some sort of like happy, you know, I'm not happy all the time. I'm going through my own divorce and my own trauma and everything else. And I'm, you know, I'm just every day trying my best to be grateful for the opportunity to not have to go sit in an infusion suite. To, you know, recognize that I have two arms, two legs, a, you know, a mind that still works. I, I do. I step, try to stay rooted in gratitude, but I am a human being. I'm a woman with hormones that I cannot control. I can be a lunatic and I can be ungrateful and I can be a raging ass sometimes, but I still want to get back in that lane. You know, I want to get back. I'm like, okay, all right. That was a moment. Yeah. Let's get back in this lane. Like I I never want to come across as like, I'm somebody who has all the answers because I, I don't. And I'm not some like spiritual guru that's like, you know, feeding out namaste. I'm not that person. I'm that person that just keeps getting up when I get knocked down. And I want other women to get back up and get back in the game of life. I get it. It is hard and things can be discouraging and we can kick rocks and feel sorry for ourselves, but that's, we got to get back up because somebody is counting on us. Somebody, I don't know who it is and I don't know who it is for you. And I don't know who it is for the next guy, but there is somebody counting on you every single day 
to get out of the fetal position, put your sneakers on and put one foot in front of the other. So that's who I am. I'm, I'm the resilience girl. I'm the get back up, go ahead and have your moment in the fetal position, kick your rocks, throw your tantrum, do whatever you need to do. Then put your big girl panties on, get back in the game and let's get you back in the, in the, in the realm of going for it and living a good life and finding gratitude and knowing that we all have, we, we can't control the, the beginning and we can't control the end. The, it's the dash between the two dates. What's yep. my dash look like? The 1973 to the 2000 what? What's in the, what, how do I fill that dash? So that's who I am. And that's what this chapter is about for me as I relaunch another business and uh, pursued, you know, not only roles in television, but I'm also launching a potential pilot. I'm doing podcasts, you know, I have my own podcast, Bearing It All. And again, it's like, here's my second act. I got knocked down. I got kicked in the teeth. I got at a husband I was madly in love with who just wasn't, wasn't that hot for me. It's fine. Okay, you're lost. Another man's game. Um, and, uh, then I got diagnosed with cancer. Oh, and Hey, by the way, by the way, just so we all know that life doesn't stop throwing bricks at you. Two weeks ago, my son had an epic seizure and has been diagnosed with epilepsy. Oh my gosh. Listen, I'm still recovering from that diagnosis, but, um, I I'm getting up, I'm getting up and I'm finding him treatment. And I'm honestly, truly heartbroken, heartbroken over this, but I won't let him define him. And I'm going to think I'm in the process. I don't have the answers. I don't know, but I'm just telling you, I'm not a spiritual guru, but I am a girl that will keep getting up. I will keep showing up and I will keep going for the great life. No matter, no matter how many bricks you throw at me, I'm going to take those bricks and I'm going to build a castle. So don't worry about it. I'll figure out how to transform these bricks into an amazing empire of amazingness. Um, and I hope my story resonates with somebody. People are going to keep your bricks are coming at you. Yeah. You can't stop. You can't stop the universe from throwing the bricks. It's what are you doing with the bricks? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. I think it's the fear. I think that so many women have a fear of like that 
coming at them. You know, they, and I speak for myself here because I think too, like, it's scary when you don't know, like, okay, well, how am I going to be able to overcome this? Like you, like, yeah, things are getting thrown your way. You're getting knocked down. You've got the messiness of it all. And then you're looking around you and it doesn't help that we're all looking into social media and we're seeing these other people who seem like they've never had a breakthrough with them or if they have, it's been, you know, like a soft, squishy one. And oh, they're like, nerf. they get a nerf. Yes. They, they, they get a nerf they, bullet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I nerf, And we got the real cement freaking yeah. thrown at our head. Yeah. And that's why, like, I think I love that you are embracing sort of the messiness of it and the, the fact that like, yeah, it's not always going to be this pretty picture. There's going to be things that are difficult. There's going to be things that are challenging. You're going to have people that are going to push back. You're going to have people that say negative things. You're going to have, you know, issues in your life, not even in your business or your, or your day to day, but like you said, like your son, Mm -hmm. like that was a curveball that came your way that you weren't expecting. That I didn't see coming. Yeah. And that affects everything because you're, you're not just a woman on the mission. You're not just a woman in business, you're a mom. And so when the littlest thing throws you off, it's not about throwing in the towel because unfortunately I see a lot of women, this the first time they get any kind of roadblock of any kind, they're like, Oh, well, I guess this wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it, that's not how this works. You have to push past that and you have to figure out, like you said, kind of your new normal. And yeah, it's not always going to look the same, but that's mm-hmm. okay. And so I love yeah. that you're embracing that and you're talking about that because there's not enough people, in my opinion, that are talking about the not so shiny parts of life and business and motherhood and everybody yeah, wants to and just that, make it look pretty. And I think that's what's so important. And I think that's what I'm kind of striving for as you know, talking, you know, um, Rachel Hollis has this, um, book or hashtag or it's her group. I don't know what it is. And it's called made for more. It's a hashtag or a Facebook group. Um, I find it great. And it's such a good mantra that you were made for more and perseverance, tenacity. Um, this is all, these are all, um, ver- choices. This is all, these are all choices. So they're within your control. Um, listen, my son having a massive seizure and getting diagnosed with ep- epilepsy is not in my control. That was how I manage my circumstances is in my control. How I network with other mothers and how I find peace and find comfort and make sure he's medicate, you know, has his new medication and all these other things. I, you know, but I would really like in this conversation, what you just brought up is when, you know, women give up and they allow external circumstances, make the decision for them Mm -hmm. that we have Mm -hmm. to own that the decision was in our control. How we handle things is in our control. We are going to get knocked down and we're also going to make bad decisions sometimes. Like you look at somebody who wants to get in shape and work out and you know, has this, that. We all have been through that, myself included. I am like a lifetime member of Weight Watchers. Um, So I completely can speak this language. And, um, you know, we just have to find within our own self compassion, kindness, forgiveness, acceptance, and get back 
on on the road because you are delusional if you think everybody just I just decided to lose weight and get in shape and every day I just showed up at the gym shut uh. the front door yeah that's not life I it do, like does not exist in that vacuum thank you very much I only want to talk about how you overcome when you fall off the wagon how quickly can you get back up because that's who I am I'm like all right that was a punch in the gut that was a kick in the teeth and fortunately I think for me and so and I do think many people have this I'm just more maybe I I know for me I'm more conscientious of it I'm like you know what Steven's counting on me to get back in the game Steven needs I gotta do this I gotta get up throw your pity party babs have a good time throw a good pity party you know what for max's seizure and epilepsy my pity party lasts a long time it's gonna last a long time but i'm gonna feel you know but that is i am a human being i'm a mom my heart is broken but i'm not gonna stay in the pity party and i don't identify with people who stay there no i do not think it's healthy i don't think it's something to model to your children i don't think it's doing anybody any services but you are welcome to go we can all stay there but i want to help women be like that is not a party you belong at for long you can go and visit the party have your cocktail do your thing let's go there's a time to leave every party and maybe the time is now And maybe what you're feeling sorry for yourself is actually something that can start aligning you with other people going through the same things and you can help others. How can you use what you've gone through to help others? I always say the only emancipation from suffering is to help others. So pack up your stuff, get out of your pity party, and let's get back on the road to living a great life, running your own business, doing your own side hustle, making the best out of your careers, being a great mom. I don't know. Talk to me. Like, I'd love to hear what your listeners are, you know, I, you know, I, I just, I, I wish I had more access to what people want to hear and what they're doing, or what they're struggling <laughs> with. Like, tell me what's going on. Well, and that's like, part of the, the problem I think is that people are scared to talk about what they're struggling with. And, and yeah. I, you know, and again, I'm a victim to this too, because just the other day, you know, I've been trying really hard to be more present on like social media with stories and, and give people more of a glimpse into my life. So I don't, because I don't want to come across as I've got it all together because I don't have it all together. Mm. And but that I find in the days where I'm struggling, I have a hard time putting that out there. And so I think that is part of the, the block is that we are so afraid to say, this is what I'm struggling with. And so you, we have to kind of assume, and I'm just going to go based on my own struggles, which are things like, you know, struggle to figure out what is the best path for me? Struggle to figure out like, what's the next step in my business? Where, what direction do I take this? the struggle of how do you find a way to still be a good mom and do all those things and then also run a business, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's hard business, running a business and anyone who has started a business or started a side hustle under the delusion that it is something you can do. I think it's an hour to hear. It's a delusion. It's the illusion. Illusion. Totally get that. And that's the right word. Because it's not delusional because it's not unobtainable, but it is definitely the illusion and the luster. So keep going. I just, yeah. I, I, no, really I love that. It's, hear that illusion. It's an illusion, yes. but it is not out of reach. So keep yes. going. Yeah. Well, no, I think like, you know, I have a lot of, I came from the, a teaching background. And so mm-hmm. in the world of education, you don't make a ton of money. 
And so a lot of teachers have a side hustle of some kind. And I saw it happen all the time where these women would jump into, you know, selling a product of some kind and they would go into it under that illusion that, oh, I can do this. I can work on this for 30 minutes a night at home. I can go do a little party in somebody's house or I can post on social media and it's just going to happen. I'm going to have this super success story. And there's so much more to it that I think people, the minute it becomes more difficult, they go, oh, wait a minute. Like that's Mm. not what I would, that's not what I saw people doing. That's not what you know, my upline told me was going to happen. That's not what this person's story sounded like. And so I want to have more open conversations with women around what does it really look like? And it's okay. It's And and it's okay if your journey doesn't look like her journey, you know, just like, like, yeah, your journey was, is a rough path that you've been down, but you have Mm. made something amazing out of it. And Mm. I don't want anybody listening to go, Oh, well, I haven't gone through the same things that she's gone through. So I, I can't relate. To I can't that. Well, identify no. that. Yeah. We yeah. all have a rocky path. It's just some of them are, some of our boulders look a little different than the others. What I love that you just said is that we all have that, like we get into the, sometimes uh, people get into like a side hustle, whether it's like the beauty counter, which I'm a huge, fa- huge, huge, huge fan of. Or uh, what else is for my friend? Um, there's a company called Peach, uh, which sells athleisure. Um, there's so many of these great companies selling CBD oils, and they're all mm-hmm. side hustles. They're all MLMs. They're all network marketing, which you know I'm a huge, huge fan of. But we all get in in the moment, and we're like inspired, and we're motivated, and we're living off the adrenaline of hope. And oh my God, I can totally do that. But I just posted this quote on my Instagram, and it, it is something like, it is human nature for motivation to wane. It is that motivation, that natural adrenaline, it does not last. And when those kind of, that kind of fire burns out, it needs to be replaced with discipline and action. And that's it. And it's the same thing with like exercise. You're all motivated. You join the gym, you have New Year's resolution. And every February, everyone's like, I'm not that inspired anymore. I hate working out and I, my gym clothes are, nothing's inspiring. And that is when inspiration and that natural general needs to be replaced by a new, new army, a new army of show up. It's your show up army. Those are bringing your show up, book your book, that party, send out that email. Yeah. You know what? 12 of your friends told you to go fly a kite, take a long walk off a short pier. Keep going. Yes. You're discouraged. Yes. Your enthusiasm is wane. Inspiration is, uh, is low. You have to bring in a new set of troops and those troops are show up. It's the show up team. You got to bring them. You got to stop looking. Why am I not that motivated? I'm doubtful. You know, that's, you know, who's going to come in first. You have two teams that are going to look to come to the front of the line, doubt and quit and failure and all that, that, that team is showing up and that those voices are much more powerful and much easier to listen to. And you can sit there and Netflix your day, you know, and you know, whatever, or you can bring in the new army and the new army is show up book that appointment with, you know, book that party, tap into new friends, post it, even if you're not feeling it, it's showing up, it's working. That's what separates. That's what's, that's varsity right there. This is what separates 
the, the, you know, uh, the boys from the men, and I hate to use that analogy because I know we're all women power, but it's all I got right now. <laughs> but it is the army that is like, I'm just going to show up to the gym. Or you know what that army also looks like? This is another really great thing. This, that army is like, okay, get a friend. Like if you're, you know, I keep going to the gym analogy because I think so many people have different side hustles that I'm struggling to kind of align with like, well, if I was a beauty counter expert and I was a beauty counter consultant, I would do this. If I was like all of a sudden, you know, tired of going to the gym, then I'd be like, all right, listen, I'm calling in a bunch of friends, we're meeting and I'm scheduling. Put it on your schedule, put it on your calendar. Okay, great. You don't feel like doing it. I want you to book out now until the end of the year these three things that you're going to do, and you fill in that calendar. You fill in the calendar, you set the appointments, you set all the appointments, and you show up. The army of show up is going to get you to your goals. Army of inspiration, motivation, those guys are sprinters. They are never in for the long haul. They always have somewhere else to be. They have another thing to pursue. They're a bunch of, you know, Labrador retrievers. They just found another bone <laughs> to go hang out. So, so stop looking for that army. They're out. They've checked out. Goodbye. I loved you. Thanks for playing. You were great in January. You suck in February. You're a no-show in March. So that's what I think so many of us need to recognize. Like, yeah. You're burnt out. You're tired. You didn't get the results that you were promised. Well, those results are actually up, are really only there. Those results, that illusion we talked about, and not the delusion, but the illusion of success and the way to get closer to that is perseverance, persistence, and showing up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one -on -one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one -on -one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one -on -one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. That's so, and I use the gym analogy a lot on this podcast because it's so true, but yeah. And I, I love that. And I hadn't thought of it so much in, in the idea of inspiration and motivation, but it's so true because I go to 
some of these conferences, like I've been to Rachel Hollis's conference and you get hyped up and you get so excited and you walk away and you're like, okay, I got this. And then you go home and you don't have the music playing and you don't have the crowd of other women around you. You don't have the lights and all the atmosphere. And then you're like, okay, well now what do I do? But that's where, that's where the decision is made between give up and keep going. And yes. And that's, that's, that's the difference between winners and not winners. Yes. Nobody's a loser, but winners don't have to get through those. All right. No music's playing. It's like training for a marathon. Uh, nobody's out there at 5am with your ass cheering you on. Look <laughs> at you. You're so amazing. Nobody, nobody yep. cares. They all think you're nuts anyway with your stupid headlamps running around the neighborhood <laughs> at 5am. Nobody's you know? got their poster out there cheering you no on at the next mile. Yeah. No one's no posters. No wine now, wine later, you know, the different spellings of wine. There's none of that. Um, but when you do finally like you want to quit. Nobody like, listen, I've done two marathons and in the middle of both of the trainings, I literally cursed myself out. I was like, like cursed myself out. If you haven't cursed yourself out for pursuing a really lofty dream, then your dreams are not big enough. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say because you have to be in the middle of it and be like, why did I say I'm going to do this? I'm such a fucking idiot. Am I allowed to curse on your? Yeah, podcast? you're good. Yeah. Okay, I've been very well behaved today because I have <laughs> quite a mouth. Um, but yeah, that's you know, I think that's a just a very important point that I'll repeat. If you have not cursed yourself out on the way to a dream, then your dreams are not big enough. Okay, that's what it comes down to. Um, but you got to invite the new army. Then you got to you got to ingratiate yourself to the show up team. They're not as pretty. They're not as cool. They're not as, they're not inspiring. They're kind of lame. They're a lame team. They're lame. They're the lame, lame guys, but they're going to get you to the finish line. And by the way, inspiration and motivation do come back when results really start escalating. They're kind of fair weather friends, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they are. When all of a sudden they start seeing results and action and hype. And if things are happening, they want to be your friends again. They show up in like, they show up in in spades they want back in on the team so understand that they are fair weather fans but they do come back and um teams show up they're always there that's all i have to say about that Um, and scene that's so good (laughs) no it's so good oh my gosh so i want to really quickly i'm gonna kind of wrap things up here and we'll talk about where people can find you but i always ask this question because i think it's interesting to hear the different answers so you've obviously been kind of an entrepreneurial spirit from the beginning. You love to kind of dive in and do your own thing. So if a friend came to you, let's say your best friend came to you and said, Hey, Barbara, I have this idea for a business, or I want to jump into selling beauty counter or essential oils. I really think this is the best path for me. What's your advice? What would be like the number one piece of advice you would give to somebody that wanted to start something or that was okay, looking two, for purpose? I think that's a really great question. I really like you. I think you're very, very, uh, you're, you're asking really great questions and I really am enjoying this conversation. Well, thank you. Um, I have, my first thing is find a mentor. Do not get involved in these multi-level and uh, companies. If you do not believe in your, if you call them a leader or your consultant or your team, uh, I don't know, so many companies have different um, monikers. Um, Get with a winner. 
align yourself with somebody who's not just saying, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to build this, la, 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 but somebody who's actually just consistently working at it, consistently motivated, consistently posting, really is not only talking the talk, but walking the walk. So find um, find that person. That's number one. Number two, ask yourself if you're willing to put in the work. The work, it's like, it's like building a snowman. You know, when you start building that snowball in the beginning, it just keeps falling apart and you build it and you turn it and you've got this little thing that's the size of your hand. And it's, you cannot, it's like the momentum isn't there because you're starting and it's just not natural. And it's so hard for the first six months to a possibly a year, maybe even a year and a half, you're going to keep getting the crumbling snowball. And if you can keep learning and aligning yourself with people that are two steps, three steps ahead of you, that can give you the coaching, give you the advice, give you the motivation, the, the tools, they can, they can be like, listen, this is what the snowball looks like. Keep pushing forward. Wet your hands a little bit. Then bring in this. I don't know how to make a damn snowball. <laughs> but I do know about making a snowman is that- I live in Texas. Oh. We don't even have snow, so. Right, okay. All right, maybe I should talk about like an engine getting out of like the coal, like how much coal you have to put into it. Like that engine to get the damn train going is like crazy to get them. I'm trying to, um, for all my Texans, I'm sorry about my snowball now. No, you're good. And all my Southerners or whatever, but you get it. It's like with a snowman, when a snowball is that all of a sudden it's this momentum and the snow starts attaching and it starts, it goes exponentially. Like all of a sudden the snowball that was crumbling in your hands is all of a sudden this huge monster snowball. And it's the base of this snowman that your kids are going to, you know, love you for life and think you're the most talented thing on the planet. Um, but all I'm trying to say is ask yourself if you are really willing to do the work over the next year and a half to get yourself that foundation of a snowman, that foundation, that momentum, that energy, you're really willing to roll up your sleeves. Because if you think you can do this half-ass, you think it is, yes, it is a side hustle, but when it's a side hustle, it's in the beginning, it's got to be three or maybe it's two or three hours a day. Maybe it's 12 to 20 hours a week. I don't have those answers for you, but do not think your side hustle is going to, going to manifest into this giant six-figure juggernaut by working two hours a week. You are delusional. That's the delusion. The delusion yep. is you only need to put in X and all of a sudden you're going to get Y. That's the delusion. The true illusion and what is obtainable is you're going to have to work your face off. You're going to have to be consistent with your what you put in to get the results that you want. And if you do it consistently over a long period of time, you will get those results. So those are my two pieces of advice. Find a mentor and line yourself with winners and ask yourself the second, are you really willing to do the work that's necessary for you to achieve what you want to achieve. Don't be delusional, but be illusional. I love it. I was just taking notes. I wrote down delusion versus illusion. I was like, I'm going to make sure that's a pull quote for this because I love that. Yeah. And I, I've used delusion a lot, but I like the difference between the delineating between delusion I have to versus tell you, I illusion. Because as soon as you said it, I was like, no, no, no. I've seen people do exceptionally well, mm -hmm. including myself working on commission and running my own business. I mean, I have, I made a lot of money. And I did well, and it was my own enterprise. And I see people doing the same thing, but I'm so glad we kind of delineated between the two adjectives 
because um, it really makes sense. It's like, no, 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 it's not a delusion. People do make money. The delusion is how much you have to work. Right. You yeah. and at what you have to put in and the consistency of what you need to do. And that is the heart. That's the muscle. That's the sweat. It's a grind. Uh, so good. Oh my gosh, bro. This has been amazing. I feel like I could just keep talking to you forever, but I'm sure people are like, it's already long enough. So, but I want to talk to you again some other time, but let yeah. us know, tell people where they can find you. I'm going to link to your podcast and all of that in the show notes, but let us know where we can find you on social media, how they can hear more about you. Um, you can follow me at barbaramajeski.com. You can also find me at barbaramajeski on Instagram. My podcast is called Bearing It All. Um, and it's all about what you and I talked about. It's about, you know, peeling back the glam and talking about the grit, talking about the illusion and what <laughs> it really takes to hit those goals. It's the grit behind the glamour bearing it all. I just got it started and I am honestly like loving the conversations that I'm having. So um, I hope people will also tune into uh, that. And uh, every once in a while, you'll turn on the TV and you'll see my fat face on oh. <laughs> uh, the Today Show or whoever books me. And uh, I hope you like some of the stuff I have to share. On TV, it's all entertainment and fun stuff. But um, my um, podcast and Instagram and website are really, I hope, I hope they're a little bit more exposing of the, the grit. Um, and I'm still working on that. I'm a, I'm a project. I listen, I'm a project in motion right now as well. So. Well, I will say one of the things that really uh, that drew me to wanting to have you on the show was when I was looking through your website, it just, it felt so honest and real. It wasn't this perfect, polished, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful website, obviously, and your social media is great, but I love just your, your ability and your rawness of being open and honest with everybody about just the reality of what life takes and, and the journey you've taken to get here. So Thank you so much for sharing. I know you've got a busy schedule, a lot going on. So I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. And I can't wait to catch up with you again soon and hear from you in the future. All right. Well, thank you so much. And hello to everyone. And make sure you take those bricks and build a fortress, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. Well, I think it's pretty clear why Barbara is so successful. She is a powerhouse. She's a go-getter. She's determined. She's driven. And she's got such grit. She just, I love talking to her. She's so amazing. Thank you, Barbara, so much for being part of the show. And happy birthday. Today is her birthday. If you're listening to this live, it is her birthday. This is our special little birthday treat to her. So go leave her some love over on her Instagram page. All right, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. <laughs>